What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day, there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And I am so excited to talk to my guest today, and we're going to have such a great discussion. And so please join me in welcoming Justin Breen to our program today. Welcome, Justin. How are you doing today? Wonderful. Very grateful to be here. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, let me tell people a little bit about you, and then we will dive into this. So Justin Breen is the founder and CEO of the exclusive connectivity platform, Brepic Network. His newest book, Epic Life features a foreword from Dr. Pita Diamandis and has been the number one overall book for sales on Amazon Kindle. It also recently made the Wall Street Journal and USA Today bestseller lists. Now, his bio could go on for a long time because he has done so many fabulous things, but I'm going to let him tell you a little bit more about it. So, Justin, how did you get to where you are today? Oh, um, well, it's great to be here. Um, very thankful for that. Um, I, I live a very simple life, um, very simple. Um, so I'm either spending time uh, with my family. Uh, my wife's a pediatrician and COO of, of Brepic Network. And then our two sons are 11 and 9. They're both unemployable. Uh, like me, they're just pure visionaries. Uh, who will change the world. So it's either spending time with them or connecting the world's top visionaries to serve humanity. So not humans, not business owners, not consultants, just top visionaries on the planet. Um, and I've basically been doing that my whole life in some capacity. Tell us a little bit more about that, because I think so many people think must do business, must make money. No, 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 no. Yeah, so when I hear the B word, I just cross it off and change it to purpose or life. Um, mm -hmm. Never understood. I was a journalist for 20 years. I don't even know what an S-corp is. I don't understand that stuff. It's been confusing to me. Um, and then um, I, I strongly feel you're either born top visionary on planet or not. Um, mm -hmm. I think most people would choose this life, but they make excuses. Um, um, they live in what do you cost charge? I can't afford something. Visionary, mm -hmm. just they just write the check, um, mm -hmm. find a way to do it. Um, but um, no, I mean, visionaries are hard to find at first. Um, usually aliens within their own family, community, and verticals, the only people that understand us are top mm -hmm. visionaries on the planet. So I've been talking like this my whole life, and then 46 now, and Really, only over the last couple of years did I actually find people who understood and then could actually learn from them. They just happen to be top entrepreneurs on the planet or mm -hmm. ones that write the check to become one of those people. I love that. You know, and and I had the opportunity to read your book, which again is called Epic Life. And I love it's it was short and sweet, but chock full of great information. And one of the things that, that you have after every chapter are epic takeaways. And so we'll talk about some of those. But you talk about the fact that an entrepreneur is different than a business owner. Oh, 100%. So, yeah. Tell us more about that. Because we're not saying business owners are bad. 
No, there's no good or bad. Right. But they they are different. And I think so many times people combine the two. You know, if you are an entrepreneur, you're a business owner. If you're a business owner, you're an entrepreneur. No, wrong. Well, tell us more about that. Okay. So all I do is talk to the world's top visionaries. So not humans, not business owners, not consultants. And I spend time with my family. And then most of the most visionaries are ADD, ADHD, diagnosed or undiagnosed. They're all over the place. They just Mm -hmm. ramble. And then I hear blah, 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 simplify pattern, blah, 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 simplify pattern, blah, blah, blah. So, um, so business owners, you Humans, consultants, they care about revenue, employee count, office space, transactional things. They're trying to change their world there, there. True visionary cares about purpose, purpose, connectivity, spending time with loved ones. They're changing the world, the mm-hmm. fundamental difference. Yeah, and we're not talking about not making money because we have to have money to survive. Money is energy. Money is energy. Right. right. You know, and we need money to do what it is we're going to do you know, whatever it is, but it should never be the only reason we're doing something. I, I don't even, yeah, I don't even understand. So my wife and I were um, just on Necker Island. Um, that's Sir Richard Branson's private island. Mm-hmm. So we were there with him and uh, some other visionaries for a week. And I was asking him, you know, what makes, what has made him happy. He's 73. So I would argue he's one of the top, if not mm-hmm. the top visionary on the mm-hmm. planet. Like, okay, so that, I'd like to talk to people like that and get an answer. And he said he never started any of his companies with the primary purpose of making money. That was never the primary purpose. Mm. It's a byproduct of purpose. Mm-hmm. Byproduct of purpose. That's all. Right. Well, you know, you talk to these folks, share some wisdom that, you know, some more wisdom from some of these, these true visionaries. And let's be honest, there are the faux visionaries. And then there are really people who are true and they don't have to be the billionaires of the world. There's nothing to do with, there's nothing to do with that. Right. Yeah. I mean, some of the visionaries might be your next door neighbor. Yeah. No, no. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I like my neighbors. Yeah. So, so, um, okay. So we'll go back to money as energy. Um, overwhelming, overwhelming majority of the people I talk to are at least high six figure. Okay. uh, Most are millionaires and beyond. No, several billionaires. Again, the only reason is because money creates energy. Okay. Um, to actually do something. And then I talked, I don't know, 10% of the people I talk to, they don't have that type of money, but they don't make excuses. They don't mm-hmm. ask what your cost or charge. They don't say, I can't afford this. They just right. do it. Well, that's what separates visionaries from everyone else. Mm-hmm. They hey. don't make excuses. You know, and you're, you know, business owners are truly concerned with how they make their, you know, what are they doing? How can they make payroll? Um, I don't think about all of those things. Yeah. I mean, that, that is what the business owner does. Mm -hmm. And we have to have those people, right? If we didn't have those people, we couldn't have whatever it is that we're doing. Um, but you know, I think what's important is this world. And I was just talking with somebody in London, just, uh, you know, an hour ago, we were talking about the state of affairs. (laughs) And, and I think one of the things that, that we kind of came to the conclusion about is, that we need more visionaries, you know, more people who are not in it just for the money, just for how can I get my name in front of the media? So how does one become, and, and you mentioned, it, I mean, you, you're, no, no. You're, you're either not, born like this or you're not. Right, right. You know, it's not, okay, today I think I'm no, going there's, to no, be there's visionary. No, how, a visionary would never ask that question. They right. Just, so how you, you, you mentioned, you know, there's, been no, like how, this. there's no, how you just do it. Right. My, so Yoda, right? Yeah. There's no. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for asking that. My father was 61 when I was born, shot down multiple times in world war two, mm-hmm. many times without a parachute, would mm-hmm. just get back into a plane. Most people can't do that. Mm-hmm. That's what a visionary does. Right. You they just, don't ask, how do I get back in the plane? Mm-hmm. They just go back in the plane. Right. They just do it. Right. Um, so, you know, you mentioned that you've always, like we said, you either are or you aren't. And so you have always right. been like this. Mm-hmm. How did that manifest when you were younger? What, what did you do? <laughs> well, 
That's a funny question. I laugh because now I'm thinking about myself when I was younger. Um, so my dad died when I was 13. He'd be 108 now, almost. Mm-hmm. I should be, I should be 80 years old ish. Um, my I had a much older dad also. I understood. Old with your dad. So he was born in 1918. Okay, mine was 1916. 16, my uncle I, was born in 1918. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When was your mom born? My mo- there was a very big age difference. My mom How was much? born in 1932. Okay, my mom was born in 1949. They were 34 mm-hmm. years. 30. But age is just a it's um it's a number. It's a number. And are you an only child? I am. So you got World War II wisdom. World War II wisdom, depression wisdom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Spanish flu, mm-hmm. World War mm-hmm. One. Right. So when someone says they can't afford something, I'm like, what are you even talking about? I know. You know, it's like, oh, huh, no, you don't know. And, and of course, but, when they right. talk about not being able to afford something, it's, it is usually not they're having to pick between uh, a staple or something, you know, and, and because there are people who, who cannot afford the basics, the, the true poor people. Yeah. When people are saying I can't afford it, maybe there's, you know, or, you know, they're, they're, you know, well, I can't afford the Lamborghini. Well, I'm sorry. Maybe you don't need the Lamborghini. I don't need a Lamborghini. Yeah. You know, it's, it's the, uh, the perception of, of what it is that they can't afford. Well, I just don't understand people make excuses. It's illogical to me. Right. Um, it, it's confusing. Um, mm-hmm. That's what separates visionaries from everyone else. They just don't make excuses right. ever. If they want the Lamborghini, they do what it takes to get the Lamborghini. Get the Lamborghini. Right. 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 So back to when you were little, you know, mm. what, what's, you know, and, and yeah, we, we got sidetracked on comparing our, our life stories. So what did your parents think? Because, you know, having read your book. No, 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 no. Yeah. Okay. So thank you. No, no. So there was no box. No. Right. No it box. wasn't, Justin, what are you doing now? What are you talking about? No, no, no. What? No, 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 no. So the, um, I mean, uh, I was eight or nine. Oh, the one time. Oh, yeah. Okay. So the one time my dad said um, that we couldn't do something. Um, he got a movie from West Coast Video. If you remember West Coast Video, mm-hmm. it was like Blockbuster before Blockbuster. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And then, um, it, uh, so when when I was a child, he took uh, us to like RoboCop and Platoon. Like mm-hmm. children don't, human children don't usually go. No, okay, that's but, scary. No, it was funny. No, and not scary. <laughs> funny. I took my kid. My kids are. I'm going to answer your question. Our sons are uh, nine and eleven. Mm-hmm. When they were 10 and 8, I took them to Cocaine Bear, and then the 10-year-old brought his 10-year-old friend, and we were laughing hysterically, and then the 10-year-old friend was, like, crying, so we had to leave the theater. But, I was like, but that's but that's most of the work. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. most of the work. Okay, so one time, we brought a video home, and my dad said, you can't watch that. This is one, and it was Eddie Murphy Raw. And if that was the most inappropriate... <laughs> that would have been pretty inappropriate. I'm like, why are you turning that off? Mm-hmm. I'm like, um... Uh, I'm like, why are you turning that off? Mm-hmm. And he's like, you can't. Some of the words in there, like, and now I understand why. Right, um, but you already knew him. Um, not, not, no, 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 not, not, not Eddie Murphy Brown no. level. Okay, no, <laughs> not like racist, derogatory. That's true. The, um, That's true. And then, um, um, and uh, what was? Oh, and then like my mom didn't really care. Like um, I remember when we were kids, like uh, she let us watch Porky's, which is like also not <laughs> appropriate for children. But like I don't like rules are weird to me. I'd never understood. Um, and then and then my advice for our children is misdemeanor, okay, felony, bad. So and then my wife's a pediatrician. She's like you know a parent. <laughs> She just apparently up <laughs> yeah, you here. mentioned in the book that she does the primary, you know, the big decision parent. <laughs> yeah, well, because if I I mean, I don't, you know, she has three children, my mm-hmm. our sons and me. So our two sons and me. So. <laughs> a lot of what most great visionaries are like little kids. They're like little kids. So right, right. So your parents encouraged you to be like this. They didn't they even knew you were. I mean, they didn't even they were didn't care. Like yeah, that's it, just the way you were. Wasn't encouraging. It was just they not even mm-hmm. They just, they just let me do whatever I wanted. So I love that, you know, and, and, you know, and, and I think maybe that's one of the things that is missing is so many parents 
and and I am not a parent, so I'll put that right out there. Not a parent, have not played one on TV. Um, you know, they want what's best for their kids, so they try to guide them. They try mm-hmm. to guide them away from things. You know, don't touch that. That's hot. Um, you know, but of course, somebody tells me, don't touch it. It's hot. What do you do? Whoop, you reach out, right? Right. Um, or, you know, wet paint. And I always had wet paint on my hands, right? Um, mm-hmm. And so I think being able to have those experiences Uh is how we learn and grow. Right. As long as we're not going to physically hurt ourselves a lot. I mean, like I said, if they said, don't Uh, touch it, it, right. (laughs) You know, you went ow. (laughs) you know, I didn't lay my hand on whatever it was and burn it bad. But, um, Uh but yeah, you, we learn, we learn from our mistakes maybe is, is one of the big things. Oh yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, that's the best way to that's I mean, I don't I don't even understand like like not risking things. Like right. that's the only way to learn. And it. is it really a mistake? No. Everything is a everything's a learning experience. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, one of the things that you talk about in your book about your dad is his favorite saying. Yeah. So tell us more about that and tell us why it's so important to you. Thank you. I always like talking about my dad. Um, so he always would say, again, he died when I was 13. Um, he always said the cream rises to the top. So that's chapter one of Epic Life. Um, I used to think it was specifically um, in journalism world to like get to a big market. But I found, and then I used to think it was like with entrepreneurship, growing a giant company or whatever. But really what it is, I think, at this point is rising uh, level scale of consciousness, getting scale of consciousness mm-hmm. all the way to the top of that. Uh, the highest scale consciousness I've met so far of anyone is, is uh, Sir Richard Branson. He's, mm-hmm. he's right at the top. So that's, the, I guess, my body goal the rest of my life is to get that up to, mm-hmm. to that level. So that's what stops commitment. us? what stops us um most people um they make they're their own limiter they make okay. their excuses i don't are we afraid gonna... well yeah but for a visionary fear is good so for a human fear is bad so yeah and and we do have fear i mean fear is good fear right. is excellent i know when something's great when i'm afraid yeah well it's because part of it is when we get that fear, our adrenaline goes up, our senses go up. I mean, all sorts of things. And so we absorb more maybe of what's going on. Um, Mm. You know, yeah, we we are, we're aware of it. So, you know, I mentioned that you have the epic takeaways. So I'm going to read the, you know, let's, let's talk about the three epic takeaways in the first chapter, which is the cream rises to the top. So the first is partner with those who will make the investment. Yeah. No, I can't afford this. Nope. Opposite of that. Mm-hmm. Um, find strength. I love this. Find strength in your family's history and what you can learn from it. Yes. Yep. I'm a, a lesson bridge between my parents, their parents, their parents, their parents, and uh, our children, their children, their children, their children. Um so however long body life is, whatever, but just a lesson bridge. And then if you don't know where you come from, um, it's hard to know where you are. And then it's really hard mm-hmm. to know where you're going. So a lot of folks don't know where they come from. So they don't know where they are, where they right. are, where they're going. So. What about people who don't like their history? A visionary would never say that. Because it is part of how it made them who they are, right? That is, it's, that is exact. That's not part of it. That is, <laughs> it is it. what made them who that's they are. Not, that's, we're only, uh, we're, we're a living embodiment of what happened. <laughs> I don't, there's no, I don't think there's anything else. Mm-hmm. I think that's literally like whether it's going through cancer or what I mean, that's what it, or your parents <laughs> or your mm-hmm. school. I, that's literally what it, mm-hmm. yeah. right. yes. Right. You know, and, and I think that's what's sad when people try to change their history. Um, you know, now it might not be something that you're proud of, but it is who made you who you are. Now, you might say, 
I'm not going to make the same decisions that they did. Mm. But, you know, so, and, and I almost said mistake. See, I'm, but it's not a mistake, right? It was a decision, a choice that they made. You might say, okay, yeah. they did this. I'm going to do this instead. But because you, you saw, okay, what were the, you know, what the results were from what they did. Well, I mean, yeah, change is, it's an interesting choice with that or flip the script or whatever. I mean, I, I just look at things as like every, you know, everything's an opportunity for learning. I mean, the re like, a, you know, talk is meaningless to me without an example, but Epic Life is, um, it's, it's about how to build collaborative global companies while putting your loved ones first. So all I do is talk to visionaries and talk to one to two of them that, have let entrepreneur life destroy their family life for preventing them from having a family. So mm -hmm. I'm like, well, that's a bad idea. I'm not going to do that. I'm spending time with my family. So right. I learned from, it's not a mistake. I just, mm -hmm. I just learned from others, which I would never do that to my mm -hmm. family or I would always put my family first. So. Mm -hmm. Well, and I mean, that, that was obviously the thing that resonated through your entire book is your priority is your family. Yeah. Well, and it's illogical for it not to yeah. be. You know, and, and, but it's unfortunately not the decision so many people make. You know, we've seen so many back to, you know, the entrepreneur versus the business owner, and maybe not even just the business owner, the business manager, the business CEO, whoever, mm -hmm. who <coughs> always, I'm not saying that they're putting their business first, but they are prioritizing. Yes, they are. No, they are. Yeah, because exactly. if they prioritize it, then they put it first, right? Yes. And, you know, and, and they're the workaholics. Yeah. They miss the school plays. Right. They, you know, and, and, and so many times when you talk to those people, you hear about the, I wish I could have, I no, wish I nonsense. would have. No, there is no they should have. They made those choices, right? Right. You well, know, and, and so it's not that, I mean, like, um, it, it always baffles me. Like, why would you not put your family first? Mm -hmm. it's, it's illogical. Um, right. But um, um, one of my great friends, his name is Jason Lowe. We're, we're doing a book together because he, um, he um, <clears throat> when we were on Necker Island, he was saying he boiled down leadership or parenting to three fundamental things. Be kind, be respectful, and be responsible. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, that needs to be a book. And then like I started drawing, which I'm not very good at, but like in the center is you. Mm -hmm. And in the center of YOU is a, a dot in, inside of the O and that's for a higher power. So it's higher power mm -hmm. than you, then family, then leader. And so what I, what you were talking about, I see um, that I guess if it's a narcissist or a workaholic, they're focused on you, them, and then they bypass family or they bypass mm -hmm. higher power and they go right to leading company. Right. They don't think about their family or they don't think about higher power. They think about themselves first, uh, usually themselves uh, almost exclusively. And then they try to bypass the other things. And that's where you, that's where I see people running into trouble. Right. You know, and a lot of times hey, we're back to those excuses, right? We do it because of our family. We want to make the gazillion dollars so we can better oh, yeah, provide yeah, for our family. Of course, of course. Yeah, yeah you but know, putting family first actually creates what you're talking about. Mm -hmm, right. You know, and I, I guess there probably are people who are like, ooh, I got the really cool car. And? And, yeah. And, and you know, dad missed my music program. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ultimately. They remember that dad or mom missed the music program. Um, you know, my my dad, you know, he 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 you know, he worked for the state of Colorado, which I got the I got a big kick when it said in your book that your first uh, job was a uh, Boulder Daily Camera because I went to University of Colorado. Yes, um, but my dad worked for the state of Colorado. He was with the Division of Wildlife mm, and be, and and his hours were definitely not always his own hours. Um and so he missed a lot of what I. He could did. have brought you into nature. 
I would have brought you out into the water. Now he did. And that was one of the cool things. I mean, you know, right. um, I went out um, and and rode with him. Uh, you know, right. I, now, obviously, there, you know, it depended on what he was doing. But, um, yeah, just riding around the countryside, doing all sorts of stuff like that. Right. Um, that was always great fun. And um, but but, yeah, I mean, there were times where he didn't see my basketball games. Now, there was probably not much of a loss there because I sat on the bench. But um, but, you know, he just he he wasn't there. And I do remember those times far more than, you know, how much he worked. Now, you know, it was it was it was it was difficult. And I think part of that was because he was the World War Two, the, the you know, um, the baby boomer. I mean, all of that. His priority was taking care of his family. Hmm. But taking care of the family means spending time with the family. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. It's not like life is pretty simple. It's, Mm -hmm. it's um, people get in their own ways, which is, I don't like spend time with family. Um, There are only two things I ask myself every day that actually matter. I found the rest of this stuff just kind of takes care of itself, but. One is, uh, did I have a good experience that day with my family? Two, did network grow on a global level? So hmm. that's it. I mean, I don't really think about anything else. Um, I love it. Yeah. I mean, and I know what it's like to not have a dad around. He died mm-hmm. when I was young, and I'm just not going to be that. I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. So what do you tell the the people? And usually they're a little bit younger, but what do you tell the, the people who have not yet started a family you know and so they're they're still kind of building things great question <clears throat> that's a great question um well i don't tell people anything because i don't i hate the ad right you're not lecturing at them right no mm-hmm. that's you know i mean a visionary is going to do what they're going to do mm-hmm. but the um um usually but not always not always but usually visionaries like me mary stabilizing human high achiever kind and which it sounds like your wife very much is Mm -hmm. that would be yes and one of two things happens when that happens okay one it's a situation like like my wife and me and our children where my wife is the biggest supporter is able to evolve with the visionary and then she's phasing out of pediatrics pediatrics she's the coo of brepic network Mm -hmm. Uh, the reason why it's going so well and we're about to be named one of top five masterminds on planet is because of her, because she brings harmony and joy to family and harmony and joy to company. Mm-hmm. And visionaries are adult children, so she's an adult pediatrician now. That's basically what she is. <laughs> okay, so that's one. What I actually see more often and hear more often is the stabilizing human does not evolve with the visionary. They become an anchor filled with resentment. Mm. Then they can't keep up because a visionary cannot mm-hmm. stop being a vi- I mean, you're, you're right. You're, they need that anchor though to kind have, of keep them but, centered. Yes, but the anchor many times is a preventer that doesn't right. doesn't help them mm-hmm. going. It needs to not drag them down, type of anchor. Correct. Mm-hmm. And when it drags down, even if they stay married, it's a disaster. Mm-hmm. So, like, I guess the thing I do say to folks who are like this, I'm like, marry us, marry someone like my wife, marry someone like my wife. And so you talk in your book about your gratitude journal for her every day. I love that. So tell us more about that. Well, my wife taught me how to say thank you. I didn't know you had to say that to people. So thank you for asking that question. Um, um, Her uh, unconscious motivator Enneagram is a two, which is to be needed and appreciated. Mm -hmm. So no matter what she does, it doesn't matter what she does. She wants someone to say thank you to her. Um, so the first thing I do every day is a grateful journal to her, just to what I'm grateful for, for her, the previous 24 hours. Um, I, I send her the whole thing every now and then. I was going to ask if she read it. Mm -hmm. I I don't know. It's really long now. Um, but, um, 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 what it does help with and like, I could never say thank you enough, no matter how many times I say thank you to her, but at least it gets me in the habit of ritual saying Mm -hmm. thank you. Um, but without my wife, I mean, very bad situation. So, well, and I think a lot of times it's like you said, we assume that people know we're grateful. 
and hmm. they have to be told. Um, you know, and, I and I don't care if I yeah, don't, <laughs> you know, but, but you are appreciative when I, you know, when, you know, when people say it, right. But uh, it's not really, but I, <laughs> it doesn't really um, matter to me. Yeah. And, but it's, I think it is important, however we do it to show our gratitude. Um, you yeah. know, whether it's grateful yes. for your wife, grateful for your life, um, yeah. you know, because it is so easy to, take a downward spiral or not even take a downward spiral. I mean, it's it just coast maybe would be the thing, you know, when, we, oh, when we're not understand. stopping to think about our gratitude. That. <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah. No, that's only. <laughs> yeah. I mean, full speed ahead maybe is the, you know, the, the yeah. thing. That would be coasting. I guess, I guess if that's your normal, like, so I feel, I guess at peace during two experience, like fully at peace. One is skydiving. It's like, actually peaceful that is that feels like coasting it's interesting and then um driving very fast in in car i like to drive fast because it's like it must total concentration total focus interesting yeah and uh, yeah which both of those would scare the bejesus out of me um now I, i you know you went through cancer how does anything scare you i know no sense to me well, and it's really because stuff like that, I'm like, yeah, right, whatever. You know, when they called to say, hey, you've got a third cancer, I said bad words. I mean, you know, but I was Definitely. more annoyed than anything. <laughs> um, but I'm I'm not a fan of heights. Neither um, am I. I hate heights. But you know, and and but I am intrigued with skydiving. Um okay. you know, like I, I went up in a hot air balloon, thought I would hate it, and then of course realized, oh my god, it's the greatest thing in the world. Mm. Um and uh, um and and I do like to go fast as long as you know what you're doing. I mean, that's the right. whole thing, is it's not go fast out of control, it's go fast and be in control. Correct. That's when I'm in control, is when mm-hmm. I'm going fast. That's coasting. Right. So you're in control. Right. Are you ever the passenger in the go fast? Yes. Uh, within companies, mm-hmm. um, uh, I like to, I don't usually like to talk unless it's like a format like this. And then most of my days talking to the world's top visionaries, and I'm usually listening most of the time. Okay. So that is fast knowledge, fast knowledge, fast knowledge, mm-hmm. fast, ramble, blah, 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 are meaningful within all the rambling um and then um like most people i talk to and uh and there's an assessment patrick lencioni um working genius most of the people i talk to are like wonder and inventor and i'm discernment galvanized so i take all that wonder and invention and then discern and then mm-hmm. simplify connect simplify connect simplify connect mm-hmm. very and, flowing you know and the simplify I think is the important thing. We make Absolutely. life so gosh darn complicated, right? Not you know, and it doesn't have to be. Not uh, you know, w- with any of it. I mean, you no. know, you you get the facts that you need, mm-hmm. and just the facts that you need. You know, people come to me. I've been diagnosed with cancer, and I tell them the first thing you do is you do not go to Google. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if you type in cancer in Google, you're going to get so overwhelmed that your brain paralyzes, right? So you get just the information you need, you make the decision and you go on. Now you might have to change. I mean, you know, that's, that's the thing is none of these things are written in stone, but if you allow yourself to have too much information, then you cannot make a decision. Oh yeah. I'm the opposite of that. I'm like, uh, and strength finders, uh, 30th out of 34 in context. Don't care about input. Um, my top three are activate, maximize, achieve. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I just do it. That's the only way to learn anything is. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and, and you do need sometime, you know, input from, from others. Like you said, you spend a lot of time listening. My wife's good at that. Good input. Well, and you know, she's, that's part of why I'm sure she is a very good pediatrician too, is she's getting input from her patients and their parents. um, Because, you know, as a, as a peds doctor, sometimes they're not able to give good input, but, um, and so then she can take that in and she can process it and then help them make the decisions that they need to make. Yep. I do the same thing for visionaries. Mm -hmm. Same. I love it. Just a, a different thought process. Um, 
You know, and, hmm. and I, I want, there's a couple more that the epic takeovers. So, you know, if you know what you want, the perfect partners find you. Correct. Tell us more about that. Well, favorite, um, my brain just, again, takes all this complexity and it's a pattern. My mm-hmm. favorite one, and I just let my brain do what it's supposed to do at this point, but mm-hmm. um, the coast, my brain is coasting, but going very fast. But mm-hmm. the um, favorite pattern is right mindset. Right mindset attracts right network, creates right mm-hmm. opportunities. So uh, the mindset is just a magnet. Uh, gratitude is just a magnet for other grateful people who don't make excuses. Mm-hmm. And then it's repellent for people that make excuses or live in scarcity. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, um, part of part of right mindset is, uh, you know, there are two types of geniuses, two types. Um, everyone I talk to is a genius brain. So it's like the Caltech, MIT mm-hmm. type of brain or whether or not they went there or not, but many of them don't that have level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're that, you know, high IQ. And then because you can't be you can't be a visionary without high IQ. It's impossible. Right. It's that is the kind of part of it. Mm-hmm. Impo- yeah, it's just part of it. But then um you can learn. Oh, and then there's the the but a lot of them don't have the genius heart. So they're cyborgs. Um mm-hmm. not a lot of narcissists, but then um mm-hmm. Then there's the genius heart. That's the small nonprofit, the hippie, the guitar player on the corner, but they don't have a genius brain. Um, so can't mechanize, you know, they're still playing a guitar on the street. But uh, when you combine the genius brain and genius heart, that's when it's really exciting. And then part of the genius heart is the, well, and brain too, but mo- more heart is the mindset mm-hmm. of attitude. Um, that attracts others with genius brain and genius hearts that I've seen. Right. It's, a it, it, it's funny, you know, when you were talking about that, the the person that popped into my brain is Elon Musk. He doesn't have a genius heart. He doesn't have the heart. You know, he does have that brain. Oh my God. You know, his 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 brain is incredible. Yeah. But he doesn't have that genius heart. And and I, you know, we there's a variety of ways where we had we saw that and we continue to see it. Um, you know, and and it's it is interesting you know but like you said you know someone like richard branson and he's probably the the i i can't think of anybody else that would be higher than him who's still alive i can't um, think of one he's the yeah. highest i've met um mm-hmm. on the scale of consciousness with mm-hmm. the genius heart um he's a pure extrovert just loves people mm-hmm. um um i've met a few people that are close to that they're not famous but they're almost um um they're almost um like they're not they're not um like priests or anything but they have that type of um demeanor mm-hmm. almost angelic it's very interesting well um, it, they always and, seem to be thinking how can they give back how can they make society better 100% you know, and and again, you know, sometimes, and quite often, that means that they're making money. I product. Mm-hmm. Right, but it was not the goal. No, no. I mean, it's no. It's um. Yeah. Again, I mean, you know, these patterns. Um. With these patterns, but um. Like with the scale, I, I've been really fascinated by scale of consciousness dr david hawkins he died in um 2003 i think so he was an md and a phd and he Mm. you know spent his life uh basically making a scale of consciousness with numbers which is Mm -hmm. good because i like i see the world in numbers right um, so let me just go grab it here. I got to find it. But, yeah, some um, numbers and patterns. Mm-hmm. Numbers and patterns with a keyword. And I see the world in numbers and keywords. So I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that's perfect. For what. But um, <clears throat> so it goes to a thousand. And uh, uh, most of the world never gets to 200. 200 is labeled as courage. So most people don't, they never get to that. So you see the business owner, you know, or whatever, somebody taking a chance, writing a big check for something. That's mm-hmm. the 200. Um, goes up to a thousand and then 500 which is inner love only one percent of the population ever gets to that mm-hmm. um 
540, which is oneness, um, only 0.4% gets to that. Most, not all, but most of the people I talk to now are in the 500s, 600s, um, it's even in the 800s. Uh, um, right now I'm in the uh, 800, which is the great void, but I'm actually excited about that because I, I see the path to 850, which is divine grace and love union, which will be like, I'm really excited to reach that. I would say Richard Branson's in the high 900s and a thousand is full consciousness i I, I mean i don't know if he's at a thousand but pretty close to that mm -hmm. so what are four things that separate visionaries from everyone else yeah they're all and um this is not a silver spoon discussion that's a fundamentally different discussion but uh most people i talked to did not come from money right at least a lot mm -hmm. okay so there are four things only four uh, only four uh, that I see. Uh, one, bankruptcy or potential bankruptcy. Two, depression. Three, highest level of anxiety. You can imagine four, trauma as a child or young adult. So for humans, small business owners, consultants, those are excuses. And for visionary, figure it out. Um, um, Pre-COVID um, and pre-second company, um, when I just had one company, um, and pre-COVID, I was still talking to employees and small business owners, consultants, um, and most of them were two, one, or even zero of those four things. Since COVID, it's it's you know mostly purely global visionaries. Mm -hmm. uh, in the last two years, I think I've talked to five people less than three of those four things, less than three. Mm -hmm. And then um, um, I'm three of the four things, I guess. The quote unquote, the really successful ones are usually all four. Um, and then they have the highest IQ, EQ, most bridge, mm -hmm. most hustle, no excuses. Um, right. So true visionary, most damaged person with best coping skills, most damaged. Right. Because they took that and they learned from it. Correct. You know, and, and, and I think that's, you know, I, I live in Atlanta and you know, they, and I do not watch this show. I just see a commercial for it every once in a while because I'm just absolutely mortified about it. You know, the, and, and I mean, there's several of them out there. <clears throat> the, the reality shows featuring the children of the very wealthy. Mm -hmm. Those kids bother me. You know, they, they have no concept, um, you know, and, and then we have somebody now I like Shaquille O'Neal. If I could have dinner with him, I would have He's dinner a visionary. With him. He's yeah, I mean, he's just and but I loved it when he came out and said his kids are not in his will. He'll, you know, do what he needs to now, you know, and, and it's not like he would let them starve or anything like that. But they didn't earn his money, so he ain't giving it to them. Right. And right. and I loved that because for one thing, they know now, you know, I'm not getting a big paycheck when dad dies. And so I had better take care of myself however I want to take care of myself. Right. You know, and, and, and I think that is one of the things that the children of very wealthy or, you know, moderately wealthy, you know, I, you know, they, they are thinking, Hey, I've got it made. You know, when, when mom or dad die, I'm going to get everything they have. And, and unfortunately what we see is usually a big downfall, right? They, right. they just don't know how to deal with it. Kind of like people who win the lottery, right? How many of those people do they say actually go bankrupt? Most they just don't know what to do with it. Right. So well, another. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. So another one of your, your chapters in your book is about naming your years. Mm -hmm. So explain naming your years. And then as we are recording, this is actually going to go live in February, February. But we're recording it in January. Mm -hmm. So tell us what it is and then tell us what your 2024 is. And yeah. this is not vision board, kumbaya type of things, right? No, no. I, mean, <laughs> I do have a five-year vision board, but that's my wife wanted to do that. So I said, okay. But mm -hmm. um, no. Um, uh, so one of my friends, uh, Joe Martin, before COVID, he's like, oh, he names his years. I'm like, that's a good idea. I'll start <clears throat> start doing that. Um, so 2020 was global growth, everyday global growth. That, so that was before COVID, I started mm -hmm. saying. Mm -hmm. 
started talking to people around the world, partners around the world. Mm -hmm. uh, 2021 was no limits. So every day, no limits. When you have no limits, there are no limits. Um, 2022 was Epic Life, which became a uh, title of, of the book. Mm -hmm. uh, 2023 is net works was networks net to net two words networks and uh brepic network really exploded last mm -hmm. year mm -hmm. this year is a uh, century club century club so i used to think that that was getting brepic network to 100 members um we just passed 50 in a little over you know five months so mm -hmm. it's it's scaling quickly so we'll we'll hit 100 by the end of this year for sure mm -hmm. but what it actually is, what Century Club actually is, is um, I want to live to 2,100. So that would be 123 years old. And then so Brepic Network is a club for me the rest of my life, rest of the century. That's the real Century Club. It's what That's what it actually is the rest of my life. I love it. You know, and you talk about, too, how it's important to write these things down and say them out loud. Every day. Ten times. If that's See, what I read your book. I read it, yeah. That's what it takes. Mm -hmm. But why? Why is that so important? Well, I'm guessing you're asking that for your audience, but um one, you know, Earl Nightingale, he's the OG. He's the OG of motivational speakers. He died a long time ago. Mm -hmm. Um, and then my favorite two quotes of his are success is progressive realization of a worthy ideal success is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal my worthy ideal is connecting visionaries to serve humanity so progressively realizing that and then second favorite quote of his is you become what you think about so if i think about and say and write down you know century club or epic life or no limits then it becomes epic life no limits century club that's what happened Mm -hmm. You know, and it's also about incorporating that into what you do and in your soul, you know, because right. we've all seen the the things where, um, uh, oh gosh, I just drew a total blank on the, the secret. That was it. Um, you know, where people, you know, part of that was, you know, you, you think about what it is that you want and you put it on sticky notes and you put it on your mirrors. Mm -hmm. To me, that now there's, you know, that is part of the manifesting, mm -hmm. but just putting it on your mirror means nothing if you're not doing something about it. hundred percent. Talk is meaningless to me without action. It's meaningless. Mm -hmm. Completely. You know, and so, you know, we do have challenges. So what do you do when, okay, you're right. We don't have challenges just like we don't have mistakes. How do you kind of shift when it's like, okay, I wanted to go here. Now I have to go here. Do you just do it? Just go there. I mean, you just go. So no regrets. No, of course not. I like that. You know, I mean, as long as like somebody didn't die, I mean, you know, which that's not what you're doing. I mean, you know, if, and, um, if, you know, and, and so, yeah, the, but I also love that that is, that is just how you live your life. I mean, and we're not saying that you're doing it in a way that hurts others or is disrespectful to others. Wow. Because part of being respectful to others and all of that is part of this whole process. I mean, it's not being disrespectful at all. It's being direct. Right. Mm -hmm. So I would think most people would want a direct answer mm -hmm. as opposed to a maybe or, mm -hmm. I mean, I just don't like, I found that directness attracts greatness. That's what it does. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, you know, one of one of my favorite things is you know it, it, that no is a complete sentence. Mm -hmm. You don't have to explain. It doesn't have to be no, but now I you know it, it's and and I think we find that especially when people are asking us to do something, and we say you know we we feel bad that we can't do whatever it is. You know they're asking us to volunteer time, money, whatever. And so we, we say, no, but, so we really didn't mean no. 
now. And, and it's perfectly fine to say no. I mean, we're, we're being authentic and truthful mm. to ourselves, which is then authentic and truthful to them. Right. You know, I mean, it would be, let's, let's go back to Richard Branson. You know, if you said, you know, Sir Richard, would you invest in whatever? And he says, well, maybe sometime in the future, right? There's a wishy-washy. Now he's not going to do that, but then you would always be counting on that. If he said no, you're like, okay. And then you would go on to, to find mm-hmm. somebody else. I mean, and, you know, and so it is, it's a disservice to people when we don't say no, period. Correct. There's nothing I can add to that. So one of the other things you talk, and I love this because this is part of prioritizing your family is that we have to enjoy playing. And you mentioned fast cars, skydiving. <laughs> and as adults, we <laughs> don't think we should play. I think that's the stupidest well, thing in the world, that's right? Ridiculous. What are you mm-hmm. doing? You know, and, and I don't know, maybe it is because I've kind of come close to death several times. I'm like, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and but I do remember when the doctors were fighting over how fast I was going to die that day, thinking, well, that's just the stupidest thing. <laughs> and, and I went, well, that's not going to happen. I mean, you know, it was just, it really was, it was just this weird conversation. Um, but, but yeah, you know, it's, and, and maybe, you know, it's, it's, you know, playing for a short period of time or whatever. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, we, we all need to play more and worry mm-hmm. less. Correct. And, you know, and, and it, it's, it's like we were saying, you know, we, that is part of why I think we need you know, far more visionaries because the people who aren't visionaries are worrying, right? There's not going to, I mean, maybe a little bit more, but I would say our firm's partner with maybe one out of a thousand people. Um, Mm -hmm. So most people think that's a small number, but one out of a thousand of 8 billion is 8 million. So Mm -hmm. there's 8 million and then they create everything that helps everyone else. But like increasing the percentage of that, I don't necessarily see that going up but yeah because it's like you said somebody can't just decide to to be that now can they decide to not be a visionary so maybe they are and they think no i can't do wow that's a great question uh that would be unfortunate uh what i have seen is um so the opposite of the way i was parented and the way opposite the way uh i was wife and I parent our children. Um, I'm uh, one of my nine-year-old's friends who's also nine. Uh, he's a genius. And uh, we were talking about IQ. Most kids can't keep up with that, but he could. And he was actually adding value, a tremendous amount of value to the conversation. So he's an only child. And I was, I was, I was um, talking to his stabilizing both human parents, very nice people, but they're not visionaries. I was telling them, I'm like, oh, he would really like the epic life book your son's a visionary he's super high iq he can keep up i'm like oh the, you know the book is you know it's top visionaries on planet are in this book with with knowledge and then the mom was like oh wow you wrote a book that's great i'm like that's not <laughs> that's not the purpose of this no, conversation that's where, that, right but that's what it so um that's what i see is that the visionary is not um so okay, like they they they're prevented by their own limited family or limited school or but so so um was a journalist for twenty years and then now just talk to visionaries. They're the only two commonalities that I've seen. They're only two that I've seen. Uh, one, they have the same mindset. No excuses. They'll write the check. They'll figure out a way to do it. No excuses. No no not at the not at the highest level. No excuses. Two, they had at least one person who genuinely believed and or cared about them. It could be a parent. It could be a mentor, a coach, teacher. I haven't met one yet that didn't have, that had no one believe in them. If that happens, I'd like to meet that person. Mm -hmm. Haven't yet. Haven't yet. Yeah. And, and maybe that's why it's important. And this is going to be totally off the subject. Why it's so important to be mentors to young people. Um, you know, they might not be visionaries, but we all should be mentors to, you know, to, to people. I mean, that that's back to that giving back thing. 
Well, there's a four-step journey that I've seen to becoming a visionary that I've seen. Okay. Um, one, so, or whatever, starting a company. I don't know, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. So actually, it this is actually interesting. This is, it's actually, it sounds like it's since birth. So first there's get to get. So if you're a baby, you have to, you're not, can't give anything. I don't know. Like right. Smile. Okay. So get to get. Pure, I'm amazed how many people stay get to get their whole lives. Then there's get to give. You're mostly getting, but you're still you're trying to give a little bit, but you're mm-hmm. mostly getting. Wow, that's actually interesting. Actually, it's just like a baby from. Then there's then there's give to get. You're mostly giving, but you're still trying to get a little. Mm-hmm. That's where that's where business owner, human consult. That's where everybody gets stuck there. Almost everybody. Mm-hmm. Then you get to the true visionary level, the one out of a thousand, maybe less than that, but. It's give to give to the people who get it. So mm-hmm. I will endlessly give to give, but the person has to get it. And then a case in point with the parents who didn't get it, I was trying to give to the, like I was trying and they don't get it. So right. they don't get it. Yeah. They have to be receptive to, to it. They have to get it. Yeah. You know, and, and, and unfortunately that wasn't going to change. Um, it's not going to change. So sorry. <laughs> but the like, nice thing is. That young man has you to help mentor him. Uh, maybe. I mean, we'll see. I mean, like, um, you know, it depends. Mm-hmm. Uh, my son will be a better mentor for him than me because uh, his the, my son who's his age. Mm-hmm. Um, he it, it, my son's a little version of Earl Nightingale. He's like a he's just a I don't I don't he. He's got whatever my brain is with my wife's kindness and love and harmony. Ooh, and, I love it. I love it. Yeah, it's a beautiful yeah. thing. Yeah. And, you know, I think that goes to show, you know, when parents support their kids, what they can, what they can do and what they can become. Correct. Well, oh my gosh, Justin, this has been absolutely fascinating. And the time has just flown by. We've only got a couple minutes left. So, you know, we've mentioned your book, Epic Life, um, but tell us more about Repic Network. Oh, thank thank you. Thank you for asking or stating that. Um, well, again, formula for creating a successful global company is simply see a problem, create solution, problem solve, successful global company. So I'm, I invest well over 100K and if you want to call them masterminds a year. Um, the problem I see in the problem I see is that there's a lot of genius brains, but they don't have the genius heart also. Um, and that's very painful for me. So created an invite only high price point connectivity room for visionaries who have genius brain and genius heart um, combined. And then uh, my partner does eight and nine figure deals all day and he has empathy. And then my wife is pure harmony, high IQ. So um, and then there's no hierarchy. It's all we're all we're all um, we're all trying to um, achieve higher levels of consciousness and learning to create a better world for everyone else. So we're all coaching each other, and that's why it's scaling so quickly. Because visionaries who have genius brain and genius heart, they want to be around other genius brain, genius heart. Right. They don't want to be around narcissists. They don't. No. Ew. Mm-hmm. all right that's but and then that's the that's the mastermind world and it's neither good or bad but it's filled with that because um they act like they have a purpose but they're just trying to make more money for themselves and and mm-hmm. um just by learning and talking and listening to people i i i can hear it now at such a high level that i'm like mm-hmm. I, I can't it's too painful for me. So just create our own room. And then it's collaborative with everything else. There's no mm-hmm. competition. It's collaborative. Right. Because it isn't a competition. I mean, that's, that uh, is the thing. The competition is against healthcare, education, the law, mm-hmm. religion, <laughs> politics. politics. Mm-hmm. That's where the competition, mm-hmm. but it's a harmonious competition among visionaries to solve the world's problems that's where the competition is solve this big problem mm-hmm. yeah oh, i and we need that oh my gosh there's all sorts of reasons why we need that so it's it, it's brepic network and i'm going to spell that it's b-r-e-p-i-c network.org 
And that's where you'll find out all the information. And how do people connect with you if they want to connect directly with you? Through that. Through that. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Well, Justin, this really has been absolutely fascinating. I've just been like holding on to my chair the whole time. We've been going, you know, you talk about, you know, driving a race car. Oh my gosh. That's what Um, it is. And, and, you know, getting information from a fire hose, all those various things. So it has been an absolutely fabulous discussion. Do you have any final thoughts that you want to leave everyone with? One, thank you. Very grateful for this opportunity. Wonderful interview. Um, I'm a uh, dad who happens to be an entrepreneur, not an entrepreneur who happens to be a dad. Which that's what everybody should be aiming for. Well, Justin, this has been absolutely fascinating. I am Deb Creer. I have been speaking with the absolutely fabulous Justin Breen, the founder and CEO of Brepic Network. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.